Alright, we're back with another edition of Rabbit in Blue with the Skeleton Crew. This is another installment of the 12 Days of Friday the 13th. Now, for what I feel is the most controversial of all, the movie that people love. Did you hear the sound that Harold makes when he gets cleavered into the chest? It's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, 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 and then he just like drops it. He breathes now, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a breathing. It's like, <gasps> you know, actually, before we get into this, I spoke personally with Amy Steele from Friday the 13th Part 2 about possible involvement in Friday the 13th Part 3 because I'm that's my favorite person ever uh, in a Friday the 13th. She uh, not person, I shouldn't say. I should say heroine. <laughs> that's not my favorite heroine. That's my favorite heroine in the Friday movies. Ah, okay. Yeah, you like you gotta go for China White if you're going for the real stuff. Exactly. Right. What was my joke last time? Black tar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, she said the original script was she was actually supposed to be in part three, and it was to take place a year or so later, and she was in, she was in college, and Jason stalked her in college, and you know you just picture that. Just picture, like, the same, you know, atmosphere and lighting and camera and Jason's look and all that and Ginny. And you picture it in college and there's bright white hallways and shit. And it's just, I don't know, man. What do you guys think? I don't think it works. I don't think it would have worked. I mean, I already have issue enough with how he tracked down Alice at the beginning of part two. So this, I think that would just be the same shit that would just be bordering on ridiculous because he going to be wandering the college campus looking at the directory you know going into each of the dorms asking if she lives there i mean how would he even do that plus <laughs> yeah he'd, be like, he'd hide behind a bush and see her walk wait wait no no, no. Here, here's 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 jason going to ask because okay. <clears throat> you know he, he runs when he gets stabbed or something i don't know so apparently <laughs> that's all he knows how to do so he'll be like yeah, see, he's he's holding up a stick figure drawing that he did of her to <laughs> each person that he comes in contact with, pointing at it, you know. I wrote this. <laughs> but, um... I don't know her. On, on Crystal Lake Memories, she says that. She says that, you know, and then she didn't want to do that. But then I think, didn't someone say that really she just asked for too much money and that's why she ended up not doing it? It could have been because she seems stuck up enough to do that. No, no, she's not, Mike. She's awesome. She was stuck up, um, but I, I think that. Um, I mean, one of their biggest things was like, you know, yes, these movies made money, but they made money because they were so cheap, and in order to be in them, you had to work cheap. And right. I think that, I think it was her that they were talking about when um, they said that really the reason that it ended up not happening is that she just wanted too much money to come back but um yeah but she deserves it man she was the best like fuck that yeah sure no i mean i i think i'm down with it and honestly i really don't think that beginning would have worked anyway i much prefer the way that they did it i i like the beginning of this film ah that brings me to an observation the recap what do you think about the recap like do you guys like that they recapped it or do you not I like it. I mean, they, they of course they added the bit of footage where he's actually crawling away after Amy, uh, Amy, um, Jenny 
hits him in the shoulder, which we don't see at the end of part two. He's still laying there, so we get you know the assumption that he's dead, of course. But then at the beginning of three, you get the little bit that they added where he's crawling away from that to let you know, yes, he is still alive. I kind of like that. I don't have an issue. Plus, I mean, Friday always recaps. That's what – the best recap, of course, being the recap at the beginning of part four, which yep. was insanely good. Perfect. But um, up to that, that, I mean, they had always done that. So I kind of expect that from a Friday film. I think when it's they, cool. When they get to the point where they don't do that anymore, that's when it feels weird to me. Like five and six and seven – well, seven did it. <laughs> yeah. Eight didn't do it. It's not the same series anymore. The first four are their own entity as far as they're, they're, they're you know – if they would have stopped at the final chapter, it, it, there'd be no disputing what the best franchise ever is. Not that yeah. there's anyone, yeah. in most of our opinions. Incidentally, here. I watched uh, WatchMojo.com last night. They had a top ten horror franchise list, and Friday was number one. Nice. Halloween cool. being number two, Nightmare on Elm Street being number three. Those are all very predictable. Uh, but fucking Scream got number ten, and I was really upset about that. I think Scream needs to be higher up because it is a very strong franchise, but... I know that's neither here. Well, or didn't we sort of find out that two really isn't as strong as we always sort of thought? Well, I guess that's true. And three is total crap. Right. Okay. Well, we <laughs> said two isn't. As I still don't think I. I still don't think it, it should land at ten on the strength of the first one alone. Right. Uh, but Mike, we all reviewed. We did the infamous Scream oh, retrospect. Okay. Well, I wasn't here for that, obviously. But let me tell you something. Right. Scream two. Let me tell you something. Is is str- exactly. <laughs> Let me take it something, or I can't fucking do it. But Scream Two is strong because Randy sacrificed himself for that movie. Oh boy, Randy! That makes he was just somebody that it's just a, it's a stronger film because he died. It's I funny. Just in, I just watched Jamie Kennedy in a new movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> One, he looks really old. <laughs> I was like, God, and I was like, that guy looks like an aged Jamie Kennedy. And Brian goes, oh. that is Jamie Kennedy. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mike That's wanted true. to review that movie. Was that the one, Mike? I tried to get him for an interview, but yeah. his representation did not return my email, oh. and I'm very upset about that. That's crazy. We're doing that on Evil Episodes tonight. We're going to be reviewing that. Wow. It's funny you should mention Randy because I'm going to bring him up later when I have a point to make. Basically, oh, because you. I've seen this movie so many times, I just have a bunch of observations that I'm just going to bring to the table. Some things I've noticed before, some things I didn't, but I tried to keep it things that I've never brought up on any show before. So that that's the approach I took to this time. But back to the recap, do you guys think that that was Brooker in that scene when they show him crawling away? Yeah, probably. Probably. I think so too. He just I think they intentionally made him look a little smaller in that scene. Hmm. I never put that much thought into it. I just assumed <laughs> since I'm I, well, I mean, that I scene. didn't. I mean, I didn't like measure him or or you know do <laughs> measure like him. A, is this like a forced perspective thing? I didn't put things against the screen for scale. You know, I just <laughs> I just assumed that it would be him since he was playing Jason in this movie. They're like, oh, by the way, Jay, you know, since you're playing Jason, we need this part too. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I thought. I, I, I will say that during the recap, you know, you can tell that it's not part two Jason because part three Jason, of course, in the recap – looks like less of a pussy than part two Jason. I mean, he looks like he can, like, a brooding, kick-some-ass uh, gentleman. Not you like, get that uh, from him on the floor crawling yes. a couple of inches. You get the, wow, you're good. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has, like, <laughs> manly hands that just, like, when you look <laughs> at them, you know, <laughs> he can, like, you know, rip you the He's fuck like, up. He's like B. Arthur in a cowl. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you for being a friend. Exactly. Was Jason Ware in um the the part two clothes or the part three no, clothes he when he was crawling on the floor? Clothes. No, he was not. That's no, it. No, he was not. I have was a whole he? thing about this to present to you guys. He looked it grand. looks different. No, and he didn't get the part three clothes until he goes to the store and steals them off the clothesline. Thank you. See, I, mean, I never realized you know that, Jamie. And that that's where he got the clothes. Harold. Harold wow. was, you know, a bulbous gentleman. So I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a hefty fellow, but not. In, but I still think he wasn't. That his clothes wouldn't have been big enough to fit Jason. Right. And I've made that observation. Right. I've made that observation in the past. And Brian was like, "Well, look at it." He's like, "The sleeves are a little bit too short." You know, the. I mean, he's like, "If you look at it really closely, it does kind of look like he's wearing borrowed clothes." And I was like, well, "Ooh, right. we shut you down." Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Damn funny. it, I have to look at that again now. Mike, I can't believe you didn't know that because I was going to ask you guys, all these years I watched this movie, it, when I watched this movie, I watched it with different eyes this time. I was trying to pick up on different things. That's like I said earlier. So, what's that? I said, did you borrow Irene's? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I had three glasses on for the first time. <laughs> Okay, thanks for muting that out. <laughs> so, so anyway, <laughs> uh, the quick change situation. I never realized that he got the clothes from Harold until this time watching it. Wait, it was I just thought that they just tried. Well, they, well why not, Alex? They changed his clothes. Why not change his clothes? No, I mean, Dave, I totally get that. It's actually been within the last couple of years that I bothered to pick up on it myself. And it's because of the line that his wife gives when she's like, you just take your own stuff and you leave everything else for me. And then I'm like, took his own stuff. Jason took his fucking clothes. That's, you know. Dave, what the fuck did you think I was rapping about in my song? Well, check it out. I don't know. You said something about changing clothes? Or they should have showed him change clothes. I think that would have been more realistic if he did. Oh, yeah. I said, Harold, your great pants are too tight. No, not on you, asshole. Jason, Jason, he took that shit last night. Jason, like, what did you yeah, I do remember you saying that. I heard that, but I thought you meant he took a shit last night. He took a shit. <laughs> he took a shit last night. Oh, I fuck. need to see him shit and change clothes. That would have made this movie a lot better. Well, you did see it. Well, you didn't see him change. You saw Harold shit. You saw Jason. Yeah, we need shit. a changing room scene with a full length mirror. <laughs> him spinning around. The cameras on the top, making sure you don't steal any socks. I, I want a three frame. camera shoot. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, why the fuck did Jason change? Um. Because there was blood all over it, and it was cut down the side of the shirt with his shoulder. So he just decided, hey, well, I better change my clothes. See, well, I mean, I kind of wonder that, too, because <laughs> this is a guy who's been living in a shack in the woods with no running water for, like, 30 years. I really yeah, seriously doubt he'd give that much of a damn. Well, if you cut if you cut down where she cut on his, uh, his you know, what's that called? Where she cut? His so, shoulder? Uh, yeah, I guess next to the shoulder, like that middle part. Uh, his sleeve would just fall and droop down. <laughs> well, that's like, true. Like I mean, Freddy? Or maybe he maybe he actually had the presence of mind to think that they would be looking for someone wearing those clothes. And well, that's why he shaved his head. He should change. <laughs> you know, yeah, Where did I he believe get a razor? that. 
Okay. I mean, I believe that because I, the I got to tell you, the one thing okay. standing between me recognizing that dude as the guy who attacked me like the the day before is him shaving his head. That I would be like, what different guy? What are you talking about? Because there are <laughs> so many him. guys with a half melted face running around this place. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No, it's not him. I know the melted face is there, but his hair was way longer. <laughs> yeah, it could be. And crops. obviously, yes, for all the everyone out there, we are fully aware that his face is not melted. I get that, but it, you know, you know what I mean. It's all droopy and <laughs> droopy you know. dog. Because you know, somebody's gonna be, somebody's yeah, gonna do that. Somebody's gonna be like, retard. his face isn't melted. <laughs> he's a retard. That's all. <laughs> what about Steve Miner? Um, he directed two and he directed three. Yeah, how about that? Let's talk about how Steve Miner is is coming off of probably the greatest 80s slasher of all time. Yeah, and he makes one that's even better than that greatest 80s slasher of all time. If we're talking about the second one, he just elevates You cannot think this is better. It totally is. It totally is. It's a great movie. It totally is. It's not better than part two, but Steve Miner, why? Part two. What's that, Jamie? This one's better than part two. Yes. How could you say that? Jamie knows. Jamie. I think, well, I love the presence of Jason in this film. Richard Brooker has, he's so menacing and he's got those, I mean, he's huge. I mean, with those shoulders, I mean, he's just, I love it. And so the whole, the chase scenes that we get with him and Chris in the house, when you just see. Uh, The chase scene with Ginny. um, I I just, (laughs) I love it. What? Sackhead is just, Sackhead's scarier. But the, they're both great chase scenes. Two of the best ever. Yeah, they're two of the best. I was going to say, this one is right under Part 2. This is the best one in the franchise besides Part 2. <laughs> they're right up there. They're neck and neck to it. Mm. As far as my Mike, case. how could you not like Part 2? Um, it's, it's because it's just... Dude, Steve Dash and Warrington Gillette, okay, valiant effort. But n- compared to Brooker, they're just not... No. Yes, they are. Dude, Brooker was awkward, if anything. The way he had that big hunchback and the way he walked away after he shot Vera oh, so awkwardly. I love awkwardly. that scene. Oh, that's oh, great. Yeah, I, 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 that's like a strut. That's a badass, I don't give a fuck strut. <laughs> Dude, it's a fucking, I got poles on my back strut. That's not a badass strut. That's a, goddamn, this padding is awkward. I can't even walk. <laughs> I <laughs> padding. <laughs> I think it's awesome. The way he walks out. Shoots her in the way he walks away, like I'm the <laughs> like a gangster. Yeah, he dro- yes, he like drops a gangster. the mic and he's like, "I'm." Yes. He's like, "Bam!" Don't give a fuck, and then yeah. walks away. That and I love. love. Yes, that, that see, that's what I'm saying. I do. I just he I barely prefer waits for her ass to hit the water. Yeah, right. like, bitch went down. <laughs> yep. Bam! Bitch goes down. Super bitch. Gillette and Dash would not do that. They'd be like, "Well, okay," you know, yeah, like like when the when the gimp died in part two. It's like you didn't even hang around to look at the guy go down. He just—you don't you know, have to. You don't have to. Yeah, but you need to look at your handiwork and admire it and be like, "Wow, <laughs> I killed that fucking." That's ass. not Jason's style. You just got done praising him for not looking at Vera. Right. He didn't even wait till she hit the fucking water, and now you're gonna say he's an asshole for not looking at this guy. No, he got a brief glimpse of her. <clears throat> he didn't even stick around for the cripple. He got a brief glimpse of Vera. Dude, who the fuck even knows where he came from from the cripple when they show both camera angles? He's not behind them or in front of them. Yeah, that right. makes no sense. That's that is that always catches me every time. As much as I love that death scene, and I do, I think he just leaped up on the the front of the porch and just hit him in the face from the side. But see, Alex, what you just said. Like a hiya! <laughs> right, but see, Alex, what you just said <laughs> is is proof that part two 
is not as good as part three because oh, part yeah? three would not have those flaws. Oh, know? yes, it does, Mike. Yes, it does. There is a scene in this very movie where not not the same way as part two, but the way Jason's motion makes a move and what happens to the body after makes no sense. I disagree. Same thing. Story. Well, I can tell you now or we can get it when we get to the kills. I don't know if we're staying on mine or now. My thing was... To- no, do it now because we have to defend part two. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> the, the, the famous scene when, when Andy's walking on his hands, doing yeah. his handstand. Mm-hmm. You look up and you see Jason. And I got to tell you, once again, for years, I never even knew what happened to Andy. Like, and I, I, Everyone always <laughs> loved that scene. It's not really clear cut when you see it. Afterwards, do you close when you, your eyes when it, you watch it is movies, Dave? It is if, you no. cracked, if you have cracked magazine... From like 1993, when Jason goes to hell, came out and they outlined all the kills. You know for sure what happened. Yeah. You can go frame by fucking frame on that shot, or you could just when... watch the movie and know for sure. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty clear. I've watched okay, it a million but times. He's folded in half in that top, like above the hammock. Well, that's so, what yeah. I'm saying. He's chopped in half. Right. We and you see him afterwards. You see his handiwork. I get that, but at the time, he is standing straight up, and Andy's walking on on his fucking. You know, on his hands. The way Jason comes down, it's like Hassan chop. It's exactly down. It's okay, check it out. If you're going straight down, he would be split the other way. Like he would split him in his, in you know, let's say he would hit his balls or whatever. He would split him in half the other way. If you're gonna oh, chop yeah, you're a guy right. in you... half, you would have to swing it like a a baseball bat per se. Yeah, if you're it... right about that because when we yeah. see him, when we see his body above Debbie's body when she's reading the Fango. And we see his body up in the rafters. It is clear that he is cut in half above the waist. And you can see his intestines mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, and you're see? right. The way he actually killed him in the hall, it was a straight down through the legs. You know, it should have sliced him in half vertically. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, you're right about that. I'm, I must be missing something because I always thought that that, that is how he was sitting up, up on top of uh, Debbie. He was... He was uh, split down the middle and folded over. Well, maybe I need to go back and and pay closer Uh, attention to that scene. Because I I swear that when I just saw that when I watched it last, I was looking at it and it looked like it was his waist. I'm looking right now. No, it is split. Oh, it is? Okay. Well, then never mind. Yeah, Dave, it's it's proper. Apparently, I close my eyes when I watch movies. (laughs) Yeah, I don't look at that part either because Jason scares me when, you know, just... Wow. Well, I guess we'll put it up for, for vote or something. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, the, 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 the point is we're questioning it the same way, you know, we're questioning the kill. Just, just like Mike says, you can question the kill, which that's a fact. In part two. Yeah, but Jason could have just jumped up on the ledge on the side where the banister is of a deck and just... Hit, the, hit him in the face with a machete. He didn't have to. He, it, it wouldn't make sense if he even was in front of him or in back of him. How would he hit Mark's face from from the front in that way? I mean, it would be sort of a weird type of swing. Yeah, he'd have to be to the side in order to hit him at the angle that he did. Right, so it, it makes sense. All right, let's get into the movie, though. <clears throat> Steve Miner, though. These are two different movies. Do you think he, he even questioned why they were going to change Jason's look? Was it his idea? You know what I mean? I just find it odd that the same director of two, two right. films consecutive. Yeah, he didn't hold on to it more tightly. Right. His own stuff. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Uh, why do you think they would do that? Or do you think he's even the guy responsible? Well, maybe this time, maybe this while later, he thought or he didn't any longer like the look of that 
Jason and wanted to evolve it into this one. The only thing I know about the look of this is that when Savini came in, it had already been designed. Like the the face part had already been designed and the the person who designed the face based it on the Savini design from part one at the very end, the kid right. design. Which is cool. And so when he came in to do the effects for this film, that part had already been done. So he just took that and ran with it. So that's not even something he did. Um, it was just something that was based off his original design. So I don't, I'm not sure who made the actual decision to go bald and, you know, all of that or why, but I actually like it better. Well, if somebody had uh, an archetype and it, it was a mask and a bald guy and the green outfit and they said, this is what we want him to look like, then <clears throat> then I could see, you know, Steve Myers saying that looks great. I'm guessing that whoever designed the head for part three was looking at the design from the kid Jason from the original and tried to go from there. Otherwise, either that or they didn't want hair hanging out from behind the mask. I don't know. I mean, I've never heard anybody say, excuse I never heard anybody say anything one way or the other as to where it came from. That is the one improvement. I'm glad they got rid of the hair. I don't like like when that when they brought the hair later on and like fucking I hate nine and wispy, ten and I hate those wispy pieces of hair hanging out. God, it just drives me nuts. Yeah, so do I. Just keep them bald or keep... I have no complaints on part two. Part two with its own entity. I love it. That's fine. But after that, once they made him Jason Baldhead in three, he should have just remained that way in, in, you know, every other movie from that that forward. Of course, I don't get that bumpy head and Jason goes to hell either. Like, I don't understand what that's about. It looks like like a spider's egg sack on the (laughs) hiding behind the mask. It's pul- Like, I swear if you look at it, it pulsates. Ugh. (laughs) It's fucking gross. They did nothing right in that movie. That's another story. It looks- uh, Oh, you guys, there's one thing I noticed. When Edna's watching the news, and they're talking about the massacre at Crystal Lake, they say- (laughs) That there's eight bodies discovered, and and then then they said it's the mo- it's the brutal and most heinous crime in local history. And they're talking about the night before. But the, and they, did they forget about five years ago? That's what I'm saying. What about part <laughs> one, Ryan? What the fuck is with that? I think part one had a higher body count, honestly. Oh, of course. Either way, I found that funny. I'm like, why is that the most fucking like it never happened before? It just fucking happened at the same place five, five years before. <laughs> 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 that makes no sense. No. I told you this movie's not as good as part two. All right. Well, here's the question I have about as long as you're talking about Edna. Well, actually, two things. One, first of all, are there, are we really supposed to believe that she's older just because they put curlers in her hair? That chick is like 24 if she's a day. I am not going to buy that she's married to Harold and she's all run down yeah. living in this storehouse thing. <laughs> and secondly, who in the fuck – has a bathroom with corrugated aluminum walls <laughs> in their home. I don't understand this house. I can't figure it out. And Brian's like, well, they're living behind the store. Okay, but it's still a living area. It's still living quarters. I don't understand <laughs> Hey, it. honey, we're going to have a really shitty bathroom because we live near the store. Right. They don't have a bathtub. They don't have a shower. They have a <laughs> toilet with corrugated aluminum walls. It looks like an outhouse. And I don't get it. I can't make this. They whole drive thing up to Higgins Haven and get washed in the in the lake. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they've got TV. I think Demon would actually say that that shitbox was gross. <laughs> he would. I think he did. 
<laughs> I think he was in that one in part five. <laughs> well, part five did rip it off. They did the exact same thing with the shaking. Yeah, and shitting and no wiping, too. <laughs> of yes. course. Maybe he didn't actually shit. Maybe and he just sat doors. down and got scared. They have curtains or, like, hanging blankets on hooks for doors. I'm like, where are you living? <laughs> and Edna's like, I, I work really hard to keep this plate. You What? No, what? No, Dave. They you actually hear Harold's shit hit the water. Yes. Yeah, this is pretty gross. I hate Maybe that. we do. Yeah, it's okay. gross. I just got confused with um, the Chuck scene, how he was being shaken in the fucking thing, the same way Demon in Five. I got for some reason I thought of Chuck just for a second because maybe because the, their bathroom looks so shitty. I I only see wood where Harold was shitting, so it's kind of a shitty bathroom too. I don't know. Maybe he looks like Robin Williams. Bathrooms in this area. Maybe Crystal Lake has a deficiency of normal bathrooms. That's 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 the problem, I guess. Maybe oh, who looks like Robin Williams? Chuck looks like Robin Williams. What? <laughs> he looks like a pothead Robin Williams. He looks like Robin Williams. Yeah, a pothead um, Moscow on the Hudson, Robin Williams. Wait, wait, wait! I, wait I, have, I have something that's pretty redundant. He looks like a drug addict, Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just pulled up a picture of Chuck, and you're totally right. <laughs> Holy shit. So, At the time, like Mork, like, he looks like Mork on a bender. <laughs> Chuck from Mork. Heavy shit, man. Clearly, Chuck and Chili are Cheech and Chong. That's the whole thing. Yeah, well, Chili's a pretty, you know, upset. I mean, she's a poor excuse for a Chong, I think, but still. Yeah. That's well, not yeah. Mexican. Why? Right. She's Mexican. She wasn't Mexican, sorry. Yeah, she's Mexican chili. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, wait. Yeah, well, let's get to some aspects that are worth talking about, like the opening music. Ooh, I love it. Now, look, we could... <laughs> I mean, tell me the first time you got into these movies that you weren't like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what are they doing here? I've always liked it. I've I always thought it was kind of cool. But it doesn't fit anything that the Friday movies are about. No, I mean, I guess that's true. But I always just thought it was kind of catchy. Um, it fits in. I can't do it. It's a, a, yeah, it's a play don't, on the fucking don't. <laughs> Why were they playing oh, that was... intro music in the in the fucking convenience store? I don't store? know, but it's great, isn't it? <laughs> like, why would they play, randomly? Like, why would that ever be on the radio? And <laughs> it's disco. It's reflective they... of the times, I guess. That's what they wanted to do. But why couldn't they do? if they had played that song that, that would have been, been a, awesome yeah that would have been a cool nod sure. yeah what a nod to part one and also because you know part threes are always reflections of part ones of uh, all the time that's this right is true. This you is know true. you Let you are in my same mindset what that's mindset? my mindset too is mike talking to us <laughs> <laughs> yes. he might be talking to himself 
forget about his mindset. <laughs> I think, uh, Alex, that's even compounded in the choice that they made for the ending here because there are three different versions that were talked about. And with the ending that they chose, I, you know, that was clearly a, st- a, a, a conscious decision to uh, mirror the first one. Right. Well, yeah. It was, but you know why? Because this was supposed to be the end of the series. When they. They told Steve Miner, this is going to be the last movie. So that's why he did what he did at the end, because it was playing off of one. Well, this happened in one. Let's have it all end here in three with a similar thing to one in credits roll series. You know what's hilarious? That like if you watch Crystal Lake Memories, every movie was going to be the last one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was going to say. It's like, well, we were going into this. They told us this was going to be the last one. They didn't want to do anymore. And (laughs) they all say that. Even the first one to say, yeah, we thought it was a one and off. Fucking Paramount's a joke. Hey, look, something about the opening song I wanted to throw in quick, because you'll appreciate it. My daughter, I let her watch the end of two the other day, her first taste, and the beginning of three to make her happy about the music, figuring she wouldn't be scared. So you do the first thing she says when the song is playing, she goes, that sounds like the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. <laughs> and do you know where she's coming from? It does, with that whistle that... You know how they always do the, yeah, the whistle yeah, on yeah. the Simpsons cells? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad that she knows that. That means she's being raised properly. Hey, yeah, I do what I can. That she knows uh, the Simpsons Trials of Horror. Every whoever doesn't know the Simpsons Trials of Horror, you have to reevaluate your life. <laughs> you evaluate yes, your life. <laughs> or if you're just listening to this show, you might want to reevaluate your life. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you not watch those? Like, at least the first ten to fifteen, minimally. I cannot believe that's not a part of your regular October rotation. They're fucking great. They are great. And, They're amazing. And, well, how about that? The, the, these movies are great. Parts one through four. If you're listening to this, uh, once again, reevaluate your life. You have to watch <laughs> these fucking movies. I'm sorry. Now, Mike, you're a connoisseur of high-grade, high-quality film and transfer to Blu-ray, correct? Yes, sir. So, in your professional opinion, mm-hmm. you you actually are a professional. Didn't you do this for a living? Um, We can say that. What do you think of the film stock and the the grade of the Friday Thirteenth Part Three film? It looks when you like watch shit. It? <laughs> now, what is wrong here? Now, did anybody check the fucking gate? Like, is that the problem here that nobody's realized shit gets on the fucking camera and they just let it go the whole time, or is this a problem with the film? Like, what is wrong with this movie? It's a problem that nobody took the time to go through and remove the instances of dirt and things like that in the actual film when they were doing the transfer very upsetting about that there's some things where you could see something in the same part of the screen for like seconds in a row paramount didn't give a shit and they just you know well when they filmed it they were probably so obsessed with the 3d thing and especially with the price the money they spent on these 3d cameras at the time which was ridiculous they were probably all about the 3d scenes and they just didn't put all their efforts into you know, the stuff that wasn't in 3D. Even, well, even if you look at the Paramount logo in the beginning, it's like there's dirt in the mountains. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 
There's I never literally noticed third stuff. in the mountains. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad I, I never noticed like, it. like green mountains and it's like there's dirt. Very green mountain? What is it, coffee? <laughs> it's No, it's bad, dude. It's really bad. And here's... They could fix this. They could give this the Wizard of Oz Jaws treatment where they go and go to every frame <coughs> and fix it and contrast it and make it nice and pristine like the other ones look naturally. And uh, like this is a train wreck of a, of a, a film stock. And it probably is because of 3D shit. And uh, they could go and erase like watch watch the restoration of Wizard of Oz. And look at what those guys went through. Well, Paramount's no Warner Brothers now. Let's let's. No, just... and they're not going to charge thirty bucks and get a fucking someone to spend thirty bucks on their blue either. Right. That's the thing. This movie isn't Halloween, and it's not Jaws. So no matter, despite what you guys think, I know you think it's the great since Jason supposedly is the greatest slasher of all time, and that you think this is his best movie. Guess what? The the real world doesn't think that, and they don't believe that other people think it either, and people will buy it based on uh, restoring it that pro- proper way. They're just not going to do it. I think it's because of the 3D and how shitty the 3D looks now and, and how shitty the, the props look now, like with the snake and with the fucking eyeball and things like that. I think that's, that's what takes it down a notch, and it makes people, um, you know, the people that are opposed to the movie, it just... Well. It knocks it down a few pegs because of things like that. I'll tell you what should happen. Paramount should license it out to Criterion Collection and let Criterion take it and clean it up. Yeah, you're right. Get rid of it. Give it to somebody who gives a fuck. Or Screen Factory just to put out one. Just to put this out. Nah, they're not that good. They're not that good. Some are, some are. Well, no, Screen Factory would not do what Criterion would do. Criterion... Criteria would never deal with deal with this this franchise though. They I was just trying to think, you know, realistically here. Yeah, but see, we need a passionate millionaire goddamn fan of this movie to go do something. Well, Somebody when they put out the box, dollars, set, I'll do it. I'll be it. <laughs> yeah, you'll buy that. You'll license give it. Give me a million dollars, and I will do that. I'll do it. All Shit. Right, give me a million bucks. Let's go. I think this movie is worth going through every frame and fixing it up. I would like it better thing. if they did that. Fuck it. All three. All four of us quit our jobs let's get some real money let's quit our job and just spend a year and we all divide the movie up and we'll all take apart and clean it all up we'll okay. be done in a year alright count me in nothing. alright now where's our million dollars um, that's what we're missing here alright so yeah so d- despite the film stock this movie looks ama- Jamie what is it how how beautiful is the lighting and atmosphere and the music top notch right not really <gasps> what? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, no. That's I, disappointing. I don't. I no. I don't think so. You don't think it was great lighting and the music was perfect. The music in the atmosphere. I like the music, but I really don't think that that this was filmed top notch. I mean, it's not like they got Kubrick in there to do it. No, no. No, but it's the same as part two or one. Well, yeah. Part one was very basic. I would say the same thing about them. It doesn't just it doesn't detract from my love and how much I I think that they're solid films, but you know, they don't look that fantastic. But, but Jamie, it captures such a great eighties feeling. Yeah, but that doesn't make it good. I mean, we're talking about eighties slashers. The majority of eighties slashers were they didn't look like this. They're not damn cheap. <laughs> but um, and this and these are cheap too, and they don't. It's. I really don't look at this and go, my God, the filmmaking is insane. 
No, I don't know about that, but I thought. But it's definitely better than the vast majority of of cheap slashers that were going yeah. on back then. Sure, it's better than like prom night. I, you know, I mean, one thing I hate about films is when you can't see shit. You know, when it's so dark because the lighting is so poor that you can't see what's going on. I really hate that. And you don't really you don't have that problem here. So that's something. Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but Higgins Haven, the actual place, was burned down by a moron fan of this movie who tried to light a fire in a I don't know how you pronounce the word faux fireplace. Wow. I did not know that. I knew that it burned down, but I didn't know that a fan did it. Yeah, and he took pictures of it burning and posted it online. Fire department, idiot. Yeah, like, I think he was scared because he wasn't supposed to be in there, so he didn't report it. So just, it's just gone. You should be shot. Yep. So that that fucking place would have been here right now in the same exact because I think it was built uh, for the movie uh, only, and so was the pond that the mom jumps out of and they actually didn't seal it properly and the water kept sink going into the earth because it wasn't properly the plastic wasn't done well I love that fucking barn man I think what a what great scenery for this movie I mean different from 1 and 2 yeah but it's what makes this movie unique uh, in the series I, I just I like that whole thing the way the barn looks and just I don't know it just seems very homey it's like a place I'd like to go I'm not a country boy but I'd go there I realize I'm just a dumb country boy, but I have needs. <laughs> I am. Oh, boy. Edna watches the news, and Ginny is uh, is on the news, and that's Steve Miner is the newscaster, as everybody found out in uh, you know all those documentaries. And so that proves that it's, it's weird because people are saying that the end of part two was a dream, and that's why Jason never jumped through the window. That's why he doesn't actually look like that and all that type of shit. But uh, obviously he did. Otherwise, uh, the same exact ending in the movie where Jimmy is going into an ambulance would not have happened. And it wouldn't be on the fucking news in the reality of part three. So obviously he actually did jump through the window, guys. So you have to say that he shaved his head and changed his clothes to hide his identity. I don't know why he even knew about cops or knew about that type of stuff, but I guess he did. Hey, you know, he's like a savant. He really is. In some ways, he's completely fucking stupid. But in other ways, he does a lot of thinking. Like, he does a lot of thinking, in too, with the hiding and the jumping and the fucking out of the bed. And he thinks to take the fucking... Uh, the coffee pot off the fucking thing when it's whistling. And in this movie, <laughs> he locked at the end, which I think is brilliant. He locks fucking Chris in when he, when it's the final showdown in the barn, he has the presence of mind to say, this bitch ain't getting out. So I'm going to turn around and take a few seconds and lock her in. I mean, that takes thinking. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's not as dumb as they make him out to be in certain. He's like a savant in some ways he is. And in some ways he isn't it's weird. So, the big question is, why would Andy hook a loser up with a hotter chick than he's with? Did he look at Shelly? Does anything make sense about... I mean, because his chick is hotter, that's why. They're both pretty. Ooh, look at Jamie. They're both no, Debbie is Jamie Debbie is smoking. Debbie is the hottest chick ever in any Friday. I don't care who says otherwise. They're wrong. I'm going to tell you guys something. We ran a poll. I wish I felt that way our Skeleton Crew group page on Facebook. And I put up the three chicks, you know, the three main hotties in this movie, and everyone's voting. 
on who's the hottest one. And we got a lot of votes, well over 20. I didn't vote because I thought we were just going to save it for the show. Well, we are, but now that Jamie's going to contest what I just said. Well, I contest it too. <laughs> what I say is the truth. Well, can I vote now while live on the yeah, show? Yeah, that's what we're going to do right now. Okay, so. I'm going to go on Facebook live. Tavira. Okay, Mike, who's your vote? Debbie. Yay. Debbie? Oh, fuck. You might have messed things up. Plus, you see Debbie's boobs. So that's, yeah, plus. And they're not huge. Oh, so. you don't see Debbie's boobs. It's in every version. Did you know that? It's a widescreen, full screen situation. Yeah, some some prints, you can't see the nip. Yeah, I, I know, because when I was a child, I didn't see them. And then when I got the widescreen version, see? I was older. I was like, wow, really? I can see boobage. You, yeah. Yep. You couldn't see them in the beginning? Not in the full screen VHS. No, not in the, nope. Correct. Right. Depends on which which version. And you believe have. me, I tried to pause and like and slow mo it just to like see, and you don't even see like the top of nipple. You right. Just you don't see, see the like nip. nothing. You know what? Unless I'm counting wrong, I don't know if I counted my own vote. If I did, it's a tie. Wow. But between between who? Between Debbie and Vera. I think it's going to be between Chris and Vera. Mike. Uh. Still dead. Chris is Chris is new. Ew. 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 Never heard that before, but okay. <laughs> okay. I have no problem with Debbie. Don't get me wrong. I'm just predicting that yeah, Chris doesn't do most people. Yeah, I think their the vote tie is, is going to be between Debbie and Vera. Got Jamie is correct. Uh, yes. Mike is correct. It is Debbie and Vera tie. Now, this could be wrong. Although, I love Chris. I think Chris is beautiful, and I wanted to be Chris when I was a kid. So. <laughs> Did it happen? No, it did not happen. We can make it happen. I also wanted to be, but I, I could attack you in the woods, right? <laughs> and be a douchey boyfriend. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to, to be get Tanya to Roberts from um, Tanya Roberts. Tan- yeah, Tanya Roberts from <gasps> Tourist Trap. No, you mean Tony Katane? No, no, <laughs> no that's a uh, Oh, would you settle for Tanya Roberts on that '70s show? No. Oh, she was a MILF, man. Shit. I okay. mean, no, she was fine, but in, in Tourist Trap, holy shit. Yeah, when I was, was a kid, I wanted to grow up to be that. I was like, I cannot wait to wear a tube top with cut-off shorts and pantyhose and high heels. That's how <laughs> Did that happen? <laughs> that could that might have happened, yes. But <laughs> that might have happened? <laughs> she was very pretty. I don't know. I just think Andy was trying to torture Vera. Maybe they had some kind of thing going on that he just wanted to torture the shit out of her and say, Here, here's your date, bitch. It just so happened. Kelly is a nice guy. Fuck fucking Shelly. He's actually not a nice guy. Shelly is me. No, he's not. But not crippled. No, you wouldn't go that far. You would learn your lesson after one actually, or two times. Actually, I wouldn't times. be able to swim, so if I tried to, like, jump into the uh, pond or lake or whatever the fuck it was and scare uh, Vera, I'd be dead because I can't swim. Dude, he looks like he ate you. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like you. Mike, you would fucking, you're not, no. He's not even you that keep, bad. You, he actually fits into a wetsuit. That's right. He squeezes into one, but you wouldn't put yourself down that much for fucking to try to get fucking pity, fucking attention from people. His name is, they should have called him Belly, not Shelly. <laughs> should have called him fucking Jelly. Speaking jelly. of eating way too much, now who's an expert here on on pot? It's you, right, Dave? Uh, okay. Are you the weed expert here? Yeah. As in what respect? I would say in all respects, I know an awful lot. Okay. Jamie, me too. I mean, I, I've never had the discussion with her. Would you overdose on any level and and or die if you ate? No one in, in recorded history of human has ever uh, overdosed on marijuana. And as a matter of fact, that is the only drug 
that you can say that about. Yeah, but have, but who puts it in the context of eating a pound of it? I'm sure you would overdose. No, you wouldn't overdose. No, you can't. Fucking fall asleep. You, you, you cannot overdose on it. You can't. I believe well, that's... you just you can't overdose. Like, what he's saying is the worst thing that would happen is that it would just knock you out. Like it would just you know tire you out. I mean, I think if you tried to force like any anything else, if you tried to force a bunch of it down your gullet, you might throw up. But oh, you're not going to see that. Okay, uh, Rick wants to have sex with Chris one time in the morning and two times at night. I like that. I've what changed my opinion. I've changed my opinion on Rick. He's not a douche. He is still kind of a douche, but I've all but he is all about the nookie. He is only there because he wants to fucking bang this chick. He doesn't right. really. And I never before, except for one line, it's like when he says fucking. And he then he goes back to douchiness. But he's just like, <laughs> how do I break through? That's a little fucking douchey. How do I break through, Chris? I want to get back to you, so I could fuck you later. Yeah, or whatever. But I mean. Yeah. But, still. but he gave up a weekend with Mary Jo Conrad. Yeah, or so he to says. To be there with her. Yeah, the, the, the Mary, Mary Jo Conrad. <laughs> I think that see, he's smart because this chick's only, you know, he hasn't seen her in a couple of years or whatever, and she's only coming in town for the weekend. He's like, well, I'm going to fuck the hell out of this chick while she's here. She's coming back. <laughs> she's going to come. And he doesn't think about this. He does not care really that much that his car gets fucking trashed a little bit, that this happens. He straight up says this, that, the other thing. I want to fuck once in the morning and twice at night. He is all about the pussy. He just wants to bang the hell out of this chick for fucking the three days that she's there, and then whatever happens, happens. So that makes him cool again. Yeah, that does kind of make him cool again. See, all those years, he wanted to, he wanted to be her love interest. And... And he just acts and looks kind of like a douche. So it was easy for me just to point the finger. But now, yeah. you know what? His, his face and hair yeah. his, and his, his clothes. He looks like Christopher Reeve to me. He looks like a fucking oh, a, yes. uh, a lame-looking Superman or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't hate him like I used to. I don't think he's a douche as much. Because I think, bottom line, he's all about fucking just, just banging the hell He's all about the nookie. The what? The, the nookie. nookie. <laughs> yeah. I was going to well, do that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Those are the first words I said. He's all about the nookie. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for one of you guys to jump into it. Yeah, I set you up. Don't worry, I, I slam dunk the alley oop, baby. <laughs> uh, do it. No, do, do, any of you guys, Mike? You talked about you cranked out a couple times a day. Uh, so does it, anyone else need sex three times a day? Because I'm usually good once a day if it's real sex. Jerking off even is. Usually once a day. There are times when I have the weekend to myself where things change. But normally, if I was banging a girl, I think one time a, a, a day is enough. What do you guys think? I just only had the luxury of... Um, of coming up with an opinion? Forming an opinion? Well, of, you know, only once in... You know, once in a day, once in a week, once in a month, once in a year. Um, but I've always... It's been my goal to try at least... Three what? times a day. Get out of here. Why not? There's nothing wrong with it. I, I'm. What a waste of time. I think I only need what? about 20 minutes. Not if you're horny. Yeah, whatever. I wanted to How is that a waste of time? Alex is like, oh, man, I could totally be watching The Simpsons right now. <laughs> just, you know what? Incorporate The Simpsons into it. Just have the TV on. Go doggy style. And, like, just, you know, be behind pounding as you're watching The Simpsons. That is something yeah, I want to try. Smoke a joint and put an ashtray on her back while you're doing it. <laughs> just multitask, man. You can do Jamie, it. would you get offended 
if you were blowing a guy and his phone went boop and he picked it up and started texting back? Um, yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. But I, think I, would, one, I, I can tell you this much. I would stop. <laughs> uh, that's a good answer, man. What if what if a guy was watching Halloween six? Well, no, what if he paused it during Beth's scene and had you blown while he was looking at another chick naked in bed? <laughs> I need to try that like tomorrow. Can somebody please have sex with me? <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking like Shelly. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and then and then we will all put our hand on Mike's mouth and go, I don't think so. <laughs> Which is great. That reminds me of a funny story. When I was about 20, um, and yeah, I can even, I can remember back that far. Um, (laughs) Wow, 37 years ago? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) And 18 cats ago. Um, (laughs) I was about 20, and I was with this guy, and it was in the morning, and uh, my, um, we'd been, like, we'd had the stereo on, and so it came, it went into morning news, and <laughs> but we're in the middle. And so but, you know, while the morning news, it's just sort of little snippets are coming into my are coming into my consciousness, you know, and there's a story about this guy who are these two guys who rob a convenience store and then they jump on a paver to get away and pavers top out or like a scraper, you know, how they scrape the roads before they repave them. And those top out at like two to three miles per hour. Right. They mill the road. So they um, they jumped into one of those to get away, drove it all the way to their house. And what ended up happening is the cops just – they chilled Follow out. The trail. And they followed the trail to the guy's house and, pick, and rest him. So they're telling this story on the news, and I start cracking up laughing. And the guy was like, what? You laughing at my dick? <laughs> I was like, what? I was listening to the news, and then I was like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> yeah, sorry, you couldn't hold my attention. Yeah, I would have said, "Yeah, you're underperforming. <laughs> you're only fucking me." But it's so funny because it was so funny. That's immediately what he jumped to. It's like, "Oh, you laugh. You must be laughing at my dick." Wow, somebody's Poor got guy, some insecurities, right? Yeah. Rick, what you said about Rick. Now think about it. He's let's say he's 25 years old at the most. Okay. He's younger. Mm-hmm. Young, he looks older young. than me today. He does look older. Right, right. <laughs> today. I'm 35. <laughs> he does look old, but he's supposed to be a young guy. Now, you have this chick that's only coming in town for three days, Max. Of course, you're going to have as much sex with this woman as you can. Oh, dude, I, I would, would say be, the same uh, thing if I was him. No, there's not. I'm not disputing that. That's I know fine. you're not disputing it, but you're saying is that necessary, and I'm saying why it oh, is. Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. How about... The bikers, the whole bikers scene, you know, Sons of Anarchy invades. Wow, nice. Friday the Thirteenth. They did have cuts on them. <laughs> yeah, they were. I was going to ask you patches. Uh, they weren't. They didn't have a top and a bottom rocker, which would claim territory. But they were a gang of sorts because they had like a black widow on the back of their right. cuts. Uh, you think maybe they're just like um, stepsons of anarchy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a real biker gang, you claim territory. They're Higgins. They're stepsons of Higgins Haven. <laughs> I don't. I don't imagine they have a lot of rival gangs in the area, though. So they probably just didn't even bother. Yeah. You know. I mean, <laughs> is Crystal Lake rife with motorcycle gangs? <laughs> and this one has what three people? <laughs> yeah, three people. One of them it. is the and one of them is the bitch. So. <laughs> yeah. The well, old she's lady. an old lady. A member, but she's not an old lady. She's actually a member. Wow. She was. 
Well, I don't know. She has to be. She's running around with him. She has her own bike, doesn't she? Hey, hey, you're an old lady. We don't have to run nothing by you. <laughs> Very good. You know what, though? Do you think that they make money by stealing gas? That's their hustle? <laughs> yeah, because he's like, and how about when Ali's stealing gas and the guy goes, I'll do it. And he goes, I know what I'm doing. Like, do we really have to question whether or not Ali knows how to steal gas? Is that really what's at stake here? It's just um, exposition of how badass he is, apparently. Uh, uh, no, man. Uh, I know man. how to siphon gas. How does that make you badass? Yeah. Well, that's, their, that's how they make money. That's what they do. They steal gas and they sell it on the fucking cheap. What was Ali's plan, though? Shelly backs up into the bikes like Pee Wee Herm. No, who did that? Uh, Pee Wee Herm. Yeah, Pee Wee. After the yeah. tequila dance, yeah. <laughs> and then Ali just wraps a chain around his hand and then does like this fist thing and then stands in front like what if Shelly just ran him over which is what I would have done <laughs> yeah that's what I would have done fuck who's gonna know that I killed him <laughs> he's a fearless biker he's a badass and why didn't Shelly just turn to the left and keep driving <laughs> because Shelly, he tried to not be a thing. pussy what Mike he because he didn't want to be a pussy Oh, wait. Yeah. So he didn't hit him with a car? That's what a cool guy does. Yeah, well, well no, that's... Okay. Dude, I, I, is I, a pussy. I misspoke. Yes, he is a pussy, man. Yeah. Like, fuck. Just And what really bothers me, Jamie, about that scene, I don't know what bothers you. I guess the, the fact that he just... The pane that is the windshield? Yes, that bothers me. It's a fucking pane of glass. That's not what windshields are made out of, if anybody knows this. They don't break into pieces when you hit them with things. <laughs> You're right. I never thought about it that way, but yeah. <laughs> that is the weirdest shit ever. Like, why did that happen? And, and then, and what really is another fucking peeve of this whole situation? Ding. No, it's kidding. Is <laughs> that? Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, drink. Oh, oh, oh. Ding. <laughs> is that? Uh, could you imagine? Ding. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> No, what really bothers me about it is that they go back and then Shelly throws the keys to Rick and goes, eh, just some minor damage. You can handle it or some shit. Like, oh, yeah, that is fucked up. That's, yeah. Why would you not explain what happened? Why does he have no empathy for Rick? Like, why doesn't he give a fuck? Yeah, it's completely out of character, I think, for him. Except that maybe he's riding high on this, yep. like, adrenaline rush of you know, being a badass, which he really wasn't, but, you know, to him, he was being yeah. a badass. He ran over a bike tire. So he's like, he's riding high on that. He's like, yeah, I'm bad. And so he throws yep. <laughs> at him. Minor damage. I agree with Jamie. That's totally it, man. He's fucking, he's proud as a peacock at that moment because fucking remember, think about how excited you were. Did I do it? Uh, yeah, you did it. You know? <laughs> she said I was great. <laughs> exactly. So she gave him a little bit of fucking... You know, gave him some props. He's fucking the man now. He's man. Yeah, he's right. An asshole like that would fucking ride high just that easy. Right. It, it, it does actually fit into his personality in, in that instance because someone that's like that, that's what they would do. A normal tough guy would get out of the car and beat the fuck out of Ali. But instead, <laughs> this guy just runs his car and hits his bike with it. Oh, that's the greatest, too. Jerk off. I just think it's funny that they never explain. Think about if it was you in your car. Even if you're the coolest cat in the world. Like, a guy like me, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty level-headed about something like that. But if they brought the thing over and they said, you hey, better you better fucking tell me what happened. Right. Uh, yeah. The thing's fucking smashed. Your windshield smashed. Listen, right. hey, mind telling me what happened? Yeah, I go, whoa, 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 asshole. Come here. <laughs> Come here, asshole. Right. What the fuck happened to my car? 
Yeah. Oh, some minor. No, no, no. I don't have fucking minor damage. I'm gonna take it out of your ass if you don't give me the fucking money for it right now. Kick his ass, Rick. You don't even. So, <laughs> so Rick is the pussy, actually. You don't even have to do it that way. You could just say, "Hey, well, what the hell happened here, man?" That's why no, I was. No, 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 dude. You, no, you gotta be angry. You show up at my fucking doorstep with my car in, in, in shattered glass pieces, and you say that you throw my fucking keys to me and say, eh. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. What the, I, I'd probably, first of all, I'd fucking clock you right there. Then when you wake <laughs> up, then we'll talk about it. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I didn't mean it that way. I, I, yeah, if Rick he treated smash. me that way, yeah, then I'd be really pissed. But initially, if they pulled up, I'd be like, what the fuck happened here? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Just well, he did say that. He, no, did. he didn't say. Well, he didn't say what the fuck. Happened. That's after her. That's on. That, yeah, he did say that. But then he oh, did say what happened. He threw him the keys. He should have had a different reaction. But once again, it goes back to why he's not such a douche. He doesn't give a fuck. He's willing to fucking part with a couple hundred dollars because he's gonna bang the shit out of Chris. That way. oh come on, was he that hard up? Wait, hey, it is- dude, he has Mary Joe Conrad in the back pocket. Why would he worry about this chick? <laughs> Variety, brother, the spice of life. Please. Yeah, right. Yeah, so is three hundred dollars. <laughs> or apparently, like seventeen fifty, which is what that piece of glass might cost <laughs> if you're <replaced> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about a fucking pane of glass for his car. So the bikers, uh, you know, they want to get revenge. And what what was Fox doing exactly? She's walking through the barn and it like feels good. Yeah, I'm just gonna slap stuff and act like <laughs> I'm just like I don't care, and I'm gonna take a canteen off of a hook and just slap it and put it back on the hook. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> like the honey, the place is gonna be burned to the ground in a half hour. Why are you hanging it back up? Wait, they were gonna burn the place. Yeah, that's the whole reason they were stealing the gas. <laughs> oh, I just thought they stole the gas just to just to fuck. No, fool, they were stealing the gas to burn down the barn as retaliation for their bites. <laughs> Wait, what was that? A is Mike inflating something over there? What is happening? <laughs> That's Mike's laugh when he doesn't use his mouth. <laughs> Dave has been watching this movie for 30 fucking years and <laughs> never realized. Oh, Wait, Mike. When was that established? <laughs> when, he, when he told him to take the cans and start pouring it around the barn. <laughs> oh, he said that? I, I don't remember. Take it around the barn and start pouring Oh, See, this shit. is why I can watch movies over and over again, and it's like the first time I watched it. The pros and cons of being me. Holy shit. <laughs> Fucking cold shit. I know. Mike, get some oxygen. <laughs> Mike, it's getting dirty in here. Can you stop that? <laughs> I don't want to slip out. <laughs> Holy shit, man. We're going to slide out of the dungeon. <laughs> And how about when she she swings on the fucking rope and goes wee and it's like honey we're all hiding and sneaking around what the fuck are you doing? Uh, way to be inconspicuous, Fox. Yeah, that's a little conspicuous, <laughs> isn't it? Badass players in their minds. Oh, badass. Yeah. So why, okay, then then fucking walk up like badasses and just say yo we're here. What the fuck? What are you gonna do about it? Like why do any of that hiding if you're such a badass and you're gonna swing from a rope? Well, it set up a good kill situation. That's all. That's the answer there. It set up an interesting, oh, what's this? Yeah, she just come the, the rope swung back. A, a one-ounce rope had the weight to swing out again, <laughs> even though she wasn't on it. Yeah, it is uncharacteristic, though. I'll give you that. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I thought that was Felicia Rashad. Oh, From wow, the Cosby's? Right. Yeah. The younger version? Yeah. yeah, that could work. Put the bitch on the phone? <laughs> 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 God, your your nose is on fire today, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? 
is it with you? I picture him flying around the room. <laughs> like a balloon. Yeah, he's like a balloon. Yeah, you pop it. Mike, you're ruining all the background music on this episode. He's like the old lady in Suspiria. Oh, I should have kept it. I can't take it. Oh, God. Okay, I'm better. So, Chris talks about her past near a fucking drainage fucking tunnel. Because that is a romantic spot. What are you talking about? <laughs> he took her to the sewage drain-off place. That is hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sewage drain-off. That's Something where they hang I out. I never noticed. Holy fuck. I just thought they were sitting there on a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and i thought i was bad i <laughs> so now we established about this bizarre uh in- inconsistency of jason's clothes now everybody knows this i'm not saying anything new but let's just put it in the show officially when she da- daydreams or whatever about jason or no it's not her thinking it's actually they're showing us what happened so this is supposedly real to life yep. jason's chasing her in like he keeps like fucking tripping i don't know if he's like stuck in a bear trap or some shit but he he can't <laughs> seem to get up <laughs> just fucking grab i don't know what's happening in this scene but uh <laughs> It's so weird. I'm like, what the fuck? So his hair is shaved already, and his clothes are Harold's clothes. Like, how does that happen? Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, before part two, you have part three, Jason. Yeah, that that whole thing is... I I, got to tell you, I am not a fan of that dream... um, Dream of that flashback period, because it introduces the whole, you know... Is Jason a rapist thing, which is just bullshit. I refuse to accept it or even acknowledge that that is a possibility because it's dumb. So I I just I don't like that at all. I I wish they could just remove that whole thing. I actually do like it. I do like it, too, for the time. uh, Go ahead, Jason. I'm calling you. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no. I was just going to say, you know, my big the first time I presented this idea, oddly enough, was on the Friday three review where I said, how come these guys don't rape these girls? How come they have no animalistic sexual? Well, I remember whatever. Yeah. Like, Jamie, I understand in the grand scheme of things, you're right. But at the same time, I would like an element of. Who are these guys? Why are they not sexually involved? Who is they? Who? All the killers. Michael, Jason, Leatherface. Uh, Leatherface is. Leather, there are there are discussions in various sequels of Leatherface and women. You know, getting it on. But Jason would have banged almost every chick in part two, so we know that he's not a rapist. I think, he... well, because if you... Um, all right. If you want to get, if you want to put a whole lot of thought into it, you could say that Jason is anti-sex, like you know, because of the. That's the reason that, he, of course, he would know that. But like, you could go the whole, you know, his mother was anti-sex because right. that's what killed her son. So you know, he is. You know, I mean, maybe it's just a an extension of what his mother was doing. Honestly, I think that's putting too much thought into it, and it doesn't completely hold water. But it's just. I don't. Did I you see the sin. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that his motivation is not sexual. So I, I think that his motivation is just murderous. And um, so I, I think if you introduce a sexual element into it, then you make him a completely different person. You know. Would, would you like that overall? Would it be cooler if Jason banged these girls? 
No, I oh, like him. Cool. I like him as a pure murderer. You know, I think we have interesting sexual elements brought in, like with Norman Bates as a character. You know, um, right? We don't need Jason. Or like in like Hills Have Eyes, you have that. I mean, you know, we have them in other places, and it just makes him a different kind of killer. I kind of like his his uh, the purity of what he is. He's just out to wreak havoc and to stop right. you from doing things yeah. in life. I agree, and I like that, but I have to disagree on what uh, I, I do think that he raped her. And at this point of the series, you're only three movies in. You don't know a whole lot about the backstory of Jason. You know, uh, you just saw what he was in part two, and then you see a little bit here. That it's entirely possible because he's, you know, what he is, and he's naturally curious about sex, that it could happen. It could happen. I think it did happen. Yeah, did she say she woke up and her pussy hurt? No. no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I figured out why. Here's more proof that he raped her. Because you're right, Al, but it wasn't a bear trap. He kept slipping because of the pants. He had a fucking he had a heart on. <laughs> well, and there, there is another there's another aspect to this, too. Why didn't he kill her? Right. And why didn't he beat her up? Why didn't he do anything? The parents came and saw it and he fucking took off. Oh, because they didn't talk about it. That's why. Why would they not talk about it? That's. There's two things that make this make me believe it was a rape. That's the obvious thing. The parents never talked about it. That's what I always thought. The second thing was the the what Andy says earlier in the film when he says as a joke when she says is that all you two are gonna do have sex or and then he says oh what would a weekend in the country be without sex? Cool it, Andy. And he's like, well, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it that way. So what, that insinuates something. What else would it insinuate? Yeah, she must have got fucked. Right. That's that's to me is what. Yeah, why but would she herself that says there? that she. But she herself says that she doesn't know what happened. She passed out and then she woke up later. She has she has no recollection of any kind of sexual anything. Or she would have brought it up to, to Rick when she's talking about it. She actually says she doesn't know. That's what she tells Rick. But what, how would Andy know? Debbie. But I mean, so clearly, I think well, Andy's misstep is just based on the fact that she was attacked, not necessarily that she was raped, but just that she was attacked by a man in the woods. I think there's a. I think there's just a loop. I think there's plot holes, but I think you're both right. It could. Have, that's what I'm saying. Because why would he say that line? What she, I think, what she says, I think Rick, Alex nails it when Alex says there are plot holes. I think they well, didn't think this through when they wrote it. I think it was just a, eh, we'll throw this in here. Yeah, because Dave's making sense, and then, but then you make sense. So I don't know. Well, check it out. I'll go further. What she says to Rick, because he's a man and a man that she's been involved with, and maybe she doesn't want to have sex with him, and this is uh, another way of describing, she's not going to come out and say she got raped. What she tells Debbie, who may be her best friend, may be something completely different. That were the case, she wouldn't say I don't remember. She would just skip over it. She wouldn't make it a point to say I don't know what happened. Maybe she don't want to get into it though. That's what I'm saying. That's what she tells Rick. She doesn't want to get into it. She's like, I don't know what happened. I passed out. I don't remember. Instead of just saying, Well, this whole fucking tragic thing about a rape, yeah. You know, because who tells that to a guy that they've slept with in in, in that situation? Mm-hmm. I just if she was banging Rick, then gets raped, she would be. Notice that she was uncomfortable with with uh, intimacy. Intimacy, yeah, she was uncomfortable with the intimacy, which is exactly what happens when you're raped. Even if it's your husband, your boyfriend, anything. That's mm-hmm. true, but it can also happen when you just are attacked. I mean, like, two years ago, violently attacked. I mean, people react to things differently. Two fucking years, and you're not gonna hug your boyfriend or let him kiss you. 
I love Jason. Because a guy just chased you in the woods? Well, she also, well, no, keep in mind, she's been away for that long, but this is her first time back to Hagen's Haven since all of that happened. All those memories are coming rushing back. She needs time to, to like, uh, acclimate herself to where she is now in this whole situation. I, I mean, she's just going through a lot of emotional stuff. And also, it's just bad writing. <laughs> I think I think that yeah. Let's just yeah. Let's not go any further. I think we're just we're we're victims of bad writing right now. I don't want to assassinate the <laughs> yeah. The whole fucking review is going to be about the fucking rape. I don't want to assassinate Jason's character because I love him the same way you do, Jamie. But His I'm just saying at this yeah, time, it, Well, you know what? First I mean. villain's character is coming under <laughs> coming under fire because he might also be a rapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to taint his his uh, fucking <laughs> legacy here. We are fucking fanboys. Okay, all right. <laughs> the character of Jason. Okay. Mike, do you freeze frame the movie when Vera's bending over and Shelley's looking at her ass? Is that a, a point of masturbatory fantasy for you? Don't tell me this asshole left again. Oh, I don't Son know. of a bitch! I knew that. I heard the noise, heard the boop boop, and the fucking next thing he was born. I thought you were setting up a joke when you said that. <laughs> I really did. That's what I said. I think it's funny now. It's a gimmick because we even talked about it at the beginning of the show. Mike walks off. It's great. I think it's fucking roll with it. I think it's funny. This guy. It's his gimmick now. I'm trying to get one thing done with him where he doesn't leave before it's over. I think it's a cult of torn, cult of thorn situation. All right. Well, Mike is gone, <laughs> so we will continue. So, yeah. Vera's ass. She doesn't have much of an ass for a fucking um, a Latina. I know. That's the one thing I wish she had more of. Yep. She was... Uh, there's a, a scene where she's looking over the back deck or something like that. And, you know, she got that red jumpsuit on or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so I freeze-framed it one time at, at the end of a video. Because I did a, a tribute to her in this video. And because, I, you know, I was running the Friday 13th website. I remember that video. Yeah, so... In the freeze frame, it ends there, and I wanted her to look hotter, so I actually added, with a red uh, Photoshop, more ass to her. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can you believe that? Now, if you watch that video, now you'll pay attention and look at the fucking ass grow. Put that the, shit up. Yeah, at the freeze frame. What an asshole I am. Put up diet in your eyes tonight. That was the best one you ever made. I just dieted? No, that, I, no I did... Uh, I really need you tonight. Forever's gonna. That's what I'm talking. Oh yeah, what did I say? Died in your arms tonight. Yeah. I- I'm sorry. I confuse. I'm talking about what do you call it? Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. That's it. Yep. That was the only thing I ever saw that made me care for the characters of the Friday the Thirteenth series. Yeah. I-, I only saw everybody as red shirts in every movie, and I never cared about their characters. I just wanted to see Jason killing them. That was just me growing up. And when you when I saw that video you made, it completely changed my fucking opinion on, on, on things. I was like, wow. These are real people. <laughs> that Yeah, that's why I praised that video, because it, it opened something up in, inside. Thanks. You know? yeah. I remember the second half of that video was a little tough for me compared to the first half, because those were less less in-depth people in a weird way. Like, Or else maybe it's... Sh- the series it was later on in the series right when i did the first half and then in that big crescendo i have jason coming back as a zombie and it kind of takes away the feeling you know it kind of kind of puts it into a whole another hokey world that's the series one through four right fucking brilliant five is the middle you know the segue and six and on is a different series to me it is what it is jamie have you seen this video she left Everybody's leaving. I did. I don't, I don't think I have. That's so mad. 
<laughs> she left. <laughs> I'm sorry. God damn it! Funny. I think you would like it. You, I'm, yeah, I think you would really like that video. So you got, you got to watch it undistracted though. I'll post it to the thing. Okay. Yeah, you might miss out, like you know, people that you didn't know before were fucking stealing gas to burn down a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> really pay attention. He didn't realize the guys were burning down the the barn, but he figured out that Chris was raped. That's amazing. <laughs> well, that matters. Who gives a fuck about what these bikers are doing? You know? Funny, Honestly. Man. But what about Vera wearing two different shades of red? Chicks would never do that. Women never do shit. That's something guys do. Thank you. I think of that every single time. Yeah, well, see? Uh, <laughs> I know. So, I, 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 don't like, I don't think those pants are flattering. So when she what? actually bends over, I don't like that shot. Wes. I'm like, uh, if she was wearing, like, jeans or something, maybe. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't get it. I think they rushed this production and everything really went into the 3D. Granted, I'm still a big fan of the movie, but that's what I think. Uh, You know, the parts of this movie that we're making fun of and everything else. Yeah, that suffered due to 3D. I really think that, yeah. As much as I have no issue with 3D, but at the time it was what it was and it was new. Well, they say because of the 3D shooting, you know, it took hours to set up each shot because they had to do it exactly right because of using the 3D camera. And they did a lot of sitting around and waiting. You could think that someone would have come to some of these conclusions while they were doing all that uh, sitting around and waiting. Yeah, like that's a lot of time to make everything perfect. It definitely hurt the movie, the 3D. Weird. All right. Well, uh, you know, we talked about another aspect where who was arguing? Somebody was arguing. I think Dave hates it when people say the killer is on screen too long and then he hates it when people say they're not on enough because nobody is satisfied. Well, in this movie, Jason does not... You don't see a close-up of this guy until after an hour into this. And the first time you really see him is when he shoots Vera. It's perfect. You know, he killed people along the way and you see him looking through a window and you see this, you see... For some reason, man, it doesn't bother me at all because you gotta remember, he killed Ali... He killed the black girl, uh, Fox. He killed... Loco? Lo- Loco, yeah. Loco! You know, he ki- Jason did a, a good amount of killing, uh, and you see him here and there, but it's almost perfect. It's the perfect execution. Dave, that's your answer. That is how much you should see your killer. Exactly what this movie did, and exactly what part two does, and exactly what part four does. Part one was too much not seeing the killer. It was all POV, that's why. There was no POV here. But I'll tell you, here's what I love about this movie, that Jason is seen in these stalker-type scenes where he's over the... You you, you see the, the when uh, they're having the conversation, when you see um, uh, Douche and fucking... And, and, um, what's her name? Chris talking. And then you see that Jason is in the barn watching. And then right. later on, you see Chuck and Chili walking around, with, uh, walking away with their arms around each other, and you just see like half of Jason's body from behind, and he's just, you know, basically stalking them and, and looking at them, like waiting to make his move. I think that's something that it wasn't done in any other movie in the series. I mean, we saw POVs before, and in the future, we saw it executed differently. But that's one of the really good things about this movie. That it's the only one where we see that. Oh, it's it's perfect. The way they do it is perfect. The way they present Jason. Very strong point to this movie. Yeah. Best thing about the movie, really, in a way. Like, it really and it, it encapsulates, makes it all work. Um, let's jump back a little bit and talk about... We've been praising this movie so far. I know we have been questioning things, laughing at some stuff. But now let's get to 
Uh, you know, and by the way, the, the, it's, it's a shame that the movie suffered for 3D aspects because, I mean, what did we get out of it? We got a rat on a stick, a snake on a wire, a kid's bat, a, an axe sticking out of Jason's head. That was cool, though. You got the Jason grabbing you. You got the laundry line uh, stick when Harold <laughs> was fixing the laundry. You got popcorn, a fucking terrible eyeball kill, and you got a yo-yo. Like... The movie suffered for that? Like, <laughs> was that really necessary? I mean, come on, man. That was, it's just so stupid. And plus, you even dropped the ball on the eyeball. I've said this before. When the guy holds it up or Rick's eyeball? The Oh, there's three eyeballs, actually. I should have had the guy holding that. up the eyeball, the crazy Rolf knockoff. Yeah, we're about to get to him. Okay. But the where they dropped the ball is Edna's death would have been so awesome if that needle came through the back of her head and her eye actually came out towards the camera then bounce 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 it would have been so fucking cool to have that as your bam and then all of a sudden the credits hit that would have been incredible but instead you get nothing you just get the thing sticking between his fingers like it's just so stupid but here's the thing though when that guy held the, the the crazy Ralph knockoff who's randomly sleeping in the middle of roads that people drive on stupid yeah. When he holds that eyeball up, who the fuck's eye was that? That could have been Edna. That would have been amazing wow. if that popped out of her head and then he has it and he's showing these kids. How amazing would that have been? They could have utilized her death. But instead, it's a non, it's a nothing. Yeah, it should have been Edna. But the only problem is he says that he gave it to him and he spoke to him. So that wouldn't have been Jason. He was just a delusional old fuck. Yeah, but he could have thought Jason was talking. Yeah, I suppose. You know, just looking at him, he's probably delusioning like he's saying things. They should have just taken that out of the... They should have taken that line right out. He should have just said, I yeah, right. You know what I mean? Those other body parts. And just left it at that. Mm-hmm. And held yeah. up the eyeball. Yeah, man, that would have been brilliant. Yeah. but And then what was with the eyeball? Jamie, you worked in a laboratory. What would make an eyeball <laughs> ever look like that unless they cooked it? I Well, we, I don't know. We didn't we didn't do things with eyeballs in <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do, you think, what do you think she was working fucking it, did, it did look boiled land? though didn't it yeah it looked weird yes it, it looked like it looked like a a, a fried egg the bad part of it <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> yeah they just could have utilized it so uh shelly you know he makes this weird comment when they first get to higgins haven and he says you know, Chris says, why are you here? Why aren't you with the others? And he goes, they all said they're going to skinny dip, and I'm not skinny enough. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, who the fuck's skinny dipping? Chris isn't, obviously. Rick isn't. Uh, Andy and Debbie are taken to the room, and they're showing the hammock and everything, so clearly they're not skinny dipping. Uh, Vera, is she skinny dipping? Because I don't know why we're not looking at that. That should have been in the fucking movie. She's skinny dipping. And we should have seen it if they did. I wish they would have shown right. it. And are the two potheads skinny dipping? Because, number one, I don't see them doing anything. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know who's skinny dipping here. What is he talking about? I just always assumed that when we see them a little later, that it is actually later. That they were skinny dipping at that moment. That everyone just sort of ran down to the water and got and did that. But they're all dressed the same, and they look exactly the same. Like, how come they don't come back upstairs with a towel around them or something? Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I never put that much thought into it, so I don't know. It was a stupid punchline just to make fucking Shelley once again find a reason to fucking insult himself to be the outcast. More exposition on fucking the loser character that he is, and that he fucking constantly puts him. They should have just made it much simpler. Hey guys, want to go skinny dipping? And he could look as oh, I'm not skinny enough, guys. That's what they should have done. Yeah. 
and then end it instead of us fucking well, yeah what isn't it when do you ever hear skinny dipping mentioned in a horror movie especially with tna and then it doesn't happen i don't know never so this asshole does this prank where he gets killed and he screams like a little bitch in the house and then everybody comes running to him and I, you know, I never thought of this before, but how the fuck did Chris even find him out of the whole upstairs? They should have been just like looking in a room, looking around, leaving the room if they're not there. Next room, look around. They're not there. Leave the room. Go downstairs. Do other. She actually has the presence of mind to look in a, a, a coat closet to look for him. Like, what are the chances that he'd even be in there? And then he was. And then he falls and he goes to the ground. And then... When he's exposed as, you know, pranking, what the most baffling part of the whole thing is he pulls this axe out of his head and it's it has hair attached. Like, where did he find matching white people afro hair that that goes on this axe? <laughs> Maybe he made it. Of course he made it. With yeah. what? He cut his own hair? Why not? Not his own hair. Just fucking... You know, he, this is something he specializes in. That's how those tricks work. It's no different than Tommy Jarvis as the kid in part four doing his things, makeup effects and whatnot. Why not? So he found white people afro hair? Maybe he shot it or he used his own hair or he just fucking got it from the shop where he purchased it. Hi, uh, I want to put this axe in my head, but do you have hair that matches an asshole's haircut? <laughs> <laughs> he may have done it that day, Alex. We could give, we could say that. Maybe that that morning before they left, he got a little baggy because his whole life's in that little box. Cut a little bit out, and that little thing. <laughs> yeah, and that little thing got a little ziplock and put it in there. I said, okay, when I when it, yeah, that was I know. worse acting from Vera right there. Oh, that whole fucking scene. Ooh, stick around. Stick around, you'll see. Stick around. Yeah, that was the worst fucking acting. You're right. Like, the whole scene is bad. I just fucking don't like Shelly at all. I just don't. Is it all you two are going to do all weekend? Smoke dope? Is there a law against (laughs) it, man? I like that. That's funny. I like Why? Is there a law against it? Do something better with your life? Like what? I can't think of anything. Right? I I don't care. I like that. That, Yeah, that was actually okay. It's funny. It's funny. Debbie... Uh, is pregnant in this movie, so that counts as a double kill in a way, but... Wow, that's... Uh, I just think it's weird that she's sitting up in the closet when she's dead, <laughs> almost like a prop waiting for uh, Chris to come in and discover her and then fall on her. That's kind of... That's like the Halloween shit, you know? Like the, the funhouse bullshit, which I don't like. Well, it's like, okay, why in the hell would he have stuck... Rick, what the fuck is his name? Andy. Andy. Why the hell would he have stuck Andy's body way up in the rafters? I mean, <laughs> and how did he do that? What he, he couldn't cl- he couldn't step on the bed to do it because it's a hammock. Can you imagine him climbing? <laughs> Ding. Can you <laughs> can you imagine him trying to step on a hammock with a body in his and he swings back? And there's no blood anywhere until it drips down onto her magazine. Why not? Strategically, right. Yeah, that would have been gushing, like blood. Oh, my God. You'd mop it up for a weekend. Oh, yeah, especially the way he looked when they showed him. Yeah. Well, another what the F. Chili, her panic mode is just bizarre. It's like this slow run with this squealing, like... Just like running slowly through the house in no real direction or no purpose. It was just so weird. And then she was high as fuck. Keep that in mind. 
yeah, maybe. And then Jason, nope. you know, gives her the hot poker in the bread basket. That was the best part. It sounds sexual. And then she goes, she just stands there and lets him do it. Like she, she's just like, Ugh. she just makes a face when he stabs her in the stomach. It's just the weirdest high person I've ever seen. Like it's exactly, I guess that's it. She was just baked. So she couldn't have any real Her reaction frame of, time was slowed. It's slow, bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, I got the, well for her. I have a question. You guys think Jason put the fucking snake in the in the fucking in, in that thing? Well, what was it? A pet snake or something? Oh, oh no, no, it was no, a hamsters a or a... mouses are supposed to be in there, right? No, because I think that's rabbits. The, it was the rabbit rabbit hutch. Oh, rabbits. Right. Okay, and it's scared. Fucking what's his name? So it wasn't supposed to be there. I think a, a snake just got in. You think a snake just got in? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking too. Was he a fucking snake handler? Now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it literally scared the shit out of him. He's a Jason the prankster. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait till he sees this shit. I'm going to yep. dedicate the whole day. He got to walk past his cage, man. And this is going to make him have to go. And then I'll get him in the bathroom. <laughs> that's it. He goes, I'm going to scare the shit out of him. Literally. <laughs> It's all that crap you've been stuffing yourself with. <laughs> yeah, that's why they set that up because he did eat crab, peanuts, and, and Sunny D and the donuts. So, and then a snake. I shit too. What about the cars, Ginny or Rick? Which one do you prefer? And <laughs> the Beetle. Yeah, they're the same. Ginny's yeah. Volkswagen, but Jenny had the cute little convertible. So, I'll go with that one. Yeah, I like Ginny's too. Yeah, Ginny. And plus, Ginny's uh, windshield isn't made out of a plate of glass. <laughs> That's true. safer. It just has that piece of shit in the back, and it won't start. <laughs> well, uh, the Rick's battery's dead, so I don't want to be in that one either. That's true. Now, how's this? Shelley's trick would have been impossible to do when he jumps out of the water and grabs fucking Vera's leg. Explain. If she's because remember she was sitting out there for a while. You saw her walk outside after she did that famous move. I don't think so. He could know? have been hiding under the deck. Hold on, but he was inside. She walks outside, oh. then she sits down at the fucking edge of that thing and she's chilling. For him to go and put on a suit and try to submerge himself in that water, in that quiet area where there's nothing going on, there's no way possible he would have been able to get in the water, swam that far, and no way that it would be that deep, and swam that far just to come up and fucking grab her foot. That never would have happened. You're right. That's a what-the-fuck right. moment. Yeah. Yep. It's just, I think that every time I've seen it, it just, you know... Did you realize that, uh... Eh, never mind. And people... <laughs> what? Nothing. People like to talk shit about fucking the, the remake and what a great shot Jason is with the arrow, with the fucking bow and arrow. And the oh, yeah. Even though that scene is awesome. All right! And boom, dead. All right! right? <laughs> and that's great. But think about that. He did the same thing in this movie. One shot, boom, right in her fucking eye. You know the odds of pulling that fucking shot off? Yeah, thank God he had that string attached to it. <laughs> And I, I'm not knocking the movie. I just, you know, well, you I know, found it funny. The thing is that he was aiming for her heart, so he really is a shitty shot. Oh, <laughs> right there, the heart, and you're <laughs> damn <laughs> All right, let's get to some kills here. Since we're talking about death, you got Harold with a meat. If you have anything to say about these, stop me. You got Harold with a meat cleaver to the chest, Edna needle through the back of the head, Fox pinned to a wall, Loco stabbed with a similar tool. The prongs are different when they... Oh, yeah, check this out. So Loco is stabbed with... What is that called, that thing? Pitchfork. Pitchfork. Yeah. Um, Dude, sometimes the things don't come to me. I don't know why. You're talking. Um, Preaching to the choir. 
when I'm on the, when, when I'm on the wagon long enough, you'll see I'll be a lot sharper in the future. Um, when Jason, now I don't know if it's reverse how I'm saying it, so don't give me shit about this. But when Jason stabs him in the stomach, it has four prongs on it, and when he feels it through the back of his body, like I guess for some reason he had the burning desire to see to feel it come out of him. So he went and reached around and felt the prongs come out of his back, and there were five of them. Hmm. It, there was more prongs out of his body than there were going in it. <laughs> That's weird. I never noticed that. Uh, Ali was uh, seemingly clubbed to death oh, with a that. wrench. What the fuck is with that? How come this guy, not once but twice, I'll bring it up in, in the finale because it, it'll make more sense there. It's okay. Handstand kill. We were talking about that. We got, okay, now who did it better? Jack Burrow or Debbie? The kill where the killer grabs the back, the, their forehead and rams the knife from underneath them laying down and it comes out of the the neck chest area. Hmm. Burrow. Everyone's going to say the name Tom Savini. But in reality, Debbie's probably looked more real and natural. I think they're both great scenes. Right. I guess if I had to pick, I'm gonna pick Jack Burrow because of Savini and you know, <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, but it's but it's the blood. It looks really bloody and cool to me. I have no problem with the way that effect was pulled off. So, but they're both very good. I'm not taking away from Debbie. That's a fucking cool ass scene. Um, that's really tough because I think that there are things about the Kevin Bacon kill that look amazing. One of them being the accident that caused the blood to spurt. I I, I really dig that, even though it wasn't intended to do that. I think it's cool. But I think I'm going to have to go with the Debbie one. Um, even though it's almost exactly the same scenario, I like the fact that she is reading the magazine and the blood drips down in the magazine. And then she's like, huh? And then... Um, Plus, I think it's a little bit more believable that he could reach around a hammock than I've always had issue with, like, Stretch Armstrong, Jason, or <laughs> not even Jason, but Stretch Armstrong, Mrs. Voorhees, reaching around a bunk bed to grab him from beneath. I mean, don't you think <laughs> that her arm would have to be really fucking long to do that? I mean, picture yourself lying under a bed. And then try to reach around. You're grabbing the edge of the bed. You know, you're grabbing. Like, you're not. I don't think you're going to have enough strength, like enough power, like wow. enough leverage to give yourself <laughs> enough power to hold somebody like Kevin Bacon down, you know. Wow. Anyway, good I, call. I, I, I never thought about it. Wow. All these times I've seen that movie. I never, it never, I guess I'm too wowed by the fucking blood, by the, by, you know, by the gore of it. Especially now I agree with you about, I think that the fact that there was an accident. And then I, I think it ended up looking better that way. But oh yeah, totally. But I there's something about Debbie. the Debbie kill that I've always really liked, and so I'm gonna have to go with that one. They're both very good. Yeah, I'm surprised too. But they're both very good kills. So you like Debbie, Alex? Um, there are things. Yeah, th- in ways I think it's it's better. It's not as climactic. But also, let's point out that this is another thing where the part three mirrors part one. Right down to the blood dripping on her, looking up, then getting that exact kill, which that kill in itself is a mirror of part one. Like, there's a lot of things. Part one and threes of stuff always. I think it makes sense uh, more in part three because apart from the whole long arm scenario, ding, there's the... Oh, no, sorry, that was situation. Shit. Um, <laughs> apart from the whole long arm thing, there's the 
you know, how is she going to have the strength to push up through an entire mattress and also... And yeah, and all the coils and everything. Up through his chest. And I think that that's why they put them in a hammock in that. Like, I think that whole hammock thing was built around the fact that it really makes sense that you could oh. stab somebody through the back that way. Wow. Very good. I almost feel like changing my pick. Wow, that's fucking... Wow. That's good thinking, Jamie. Wow. <laughs> It's gonna be. We're gonna lock it in pretty soon. <laughs> no, it's okay. And I love them both. And I'll still. I'll stick with it for Sabine. It's okay. All right. So, Shelly. Shelly. Shelly lived an, an insanely long amount of time with his throat <laughs> ripped open, wide open. Like, who has their throat ripped wide open and lives f- through taking the mask, walking out, shooting Vera, and then <clears throat> all that stuff, and then. Only before Chili dies, do you? St- this asshole is living in that bad health to begin with, with a one-inch gash ripped through his entire throat. <laughs> Yet, when they just slit the throats of people in movies, they just drop to the floor and they're just instantly dead. Like there's not not choking on blood. There's nothing. But somehow he survived that. I, That's amazing. I guess in that situation, I just always imagined he didn't kill him or he didn't slight to slip bleh, bleh, cut his throat until right before that. Like, I just figured he picked up the, you know, that Shelly had left the mask and, and the spear gun lying somewhere. And he picked him up and then used him and then all the other stuff happened. And then because we don't actually see when he attacks Shelly. So I don't know. I mean, I... I guess, yeah, you can work around it, true. But, but aren't you glad you say, saw it, though? I mean, they could have just left it at that, where he went into the barn, and obviously it, it's Jason now with the mask on. They could have just left it at that and not seeing it. So at least they gave us that, and we got to see some more gore. Oh, dude, I posted the picture on our Facebook page. And it's a fantastic... I mean, it looks great. Yeah. That, that gash in his throat is huge. Yeah. and you can see what he ate five minutes ago. And uh, Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty grody. It was a- and then you have Ch- uh, Chili's reaction to Shelly, and we already oh, yeah. have Shelly's history of playing pranks as if he'd been murdered. So um, that allows us to question, for even for a second, whether or not he's serious. Yeah, it ties together. So it actually all day. It was great. I'll tell you what. I think that whole scene with Shelly is is excellent. From the time he walks away until after Vera gets killed in the strut is one of the strongest, uh, like, five minutes of the film. Like, I, uh, how about the music that they're playing? Bound, bound, bound. No, before, yeah, like, what, 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 like, when... What song? Oh, not the beginning. No. <laughs> <laughs> when Shelly's walking up to the barn, and they play that music, that... I think that's fucking creepy. I think it's great. It was something that they put in this movie. And they they, they, they toyed around with the music a little bit in this movie. They added some other parts and... That, that's another reason, going back to the beginning, why I don't hate on the beginning. Because it was only the intro for the movie. The rest of the movie is all Manfredini, and he was experimenting with it, too. 
I so, think that music tried to convey the idea of 3D and like stuff coming at you. I think it was more than anything; it was made to fit that opening thing. I agree. That's why I said it fit. It fit the movie perfectly. It did. <clears throat> right. But but when Shelley walks into the barn or towards that barn, you hear that music playing. They do It's so creepy. Maybe I'll pull that. Oh, it's great. So we so we talked about the fire poker and the bread basket. We now the the worst kill of the movie. Let's face it. Clearly, it's just Chuck getting thrown into a power circuit. <sighs> that was just like a okay. They dropped the ball. Yeah, stupid. Uh, Rick's head getting squashed. That was a 3D, you know, that was full full throttle 3D, and um, it was horrendous. I mean, the pl- yeah. his head was a fucking plastic toy with an eye that shot to the camera. There's There's got to be other ways that that could have worked. Like, it just seemed like if they asked me to do that, that's probably the best I could do. To, to think that a paid Hollywood prop man or whatever you call those people you know, yeah. at least have Rick's real face and at the very last second you cut to the eyeball or just insert the eyeball and post do something else like that had to be the worst choice ever they fucked up the 3D hurt the film it, it did it's, it's unfortunate they had the capabilities obviously we had amazing special effects practical effects fucking maestros working at this time it could all be done but apparently because if we want to see an eyeball pop out let's fucking skimp on the freak on everything else it's just it was all gimmick it was the times it was you know it was 3d it was the time it just like now sometimes it hurts films now when you see them it's like, oh, well, they did that because it's fucking 3D, and it would have been better if they didn't. So It's like CGI. Sometimes it works great, and sometimes it doesn't. You have to use it in, in certain aspects only. Yeah, and what a great setup to that death. Chris goes outside and says, Rick, and he's being held right next to her. But I just, love that scene. <sighs> so cool. You've got the wind blowing, yep. and like she's being blown around, and it's sort of... Um, and she is truly terrified at that point. Like, it just feels so real. And, you know, when she's screaming for him, you know, uh, like also when she's backed into the corner and she's calling for him, you know, it just, it wrenches at my heart because, I mean, like, it just, she feels so alone and terrified. And then to see him right off, like right out of her view, struggling and not able to do anything, you know, it's just, that is, to me, is a horrifying moment. Yeah, it's awesome. That's, see, that's, that's one of, when Alex said it was filmed beautifully earlier, that's one of the shots where you could say it was. It was a oh, wide that, really, I agree with shot. that. That is a beautiful yeah. scene. That, that, yeah. I, and I, I've mentioned that on a previous show, even how that is probably one of my favorite scenes in the film. It's just, it, it looks amazing. Oh, it's, it's, it really caught my, caught my eye. Yeah, I'll never forget when we went to go see this in the theater, we went in the afternoon. And it was my mom and me, my stepbrother, and my two stepsisters. And we went to go see this. And <laughs> I, for some reason, my brother mouthed off at my mom and she slapped him across the face <laughs> in the middle of the theater. <laughs> I, was, I don't remember what he said, or what, the, but I just remember that. I remember him getting his face slapped and then us sitting down to watch Friday 3 in 3D. But, <laughs> <laughs> but see, back then, no one thought anything of that. You know, I mean, slapping your kids in right. public, that was no big deal. <laughs> when she slapped him in the face, did the blood of his mouth come at you in 3D? No, no. no. <laughs> well, uh, so then the, the last two kills are actually, you know, Jason gets hung 
survives, <laughs> survives, and then Ali comes out of, of, I guess he was just knocked out. Jason cuts his, his, the middle of his forearm and slices it off. His hands fall on the ground. And I don't know what happens. I guess Jason started stabbing him or something. I forget. But I don't get it. The same thing happened twice. The, the big question here is how does Ali survive the initial attack when Jason has the power to squeeze someone's head until it pops? You're going to tell me he hits him five, six times with a pipe wrench and it doesn't do anything? His head would have been fucking pulp. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's why. Because Well, that's why he was so brutal during their second encounter because he was pissed off because he realized whatever he did the first time you know he's like he's like this guy is like a super black person because obviously black me. people are like super and they will come back <laughs> what do you think the, the extra bone in his ankle saved him probably <laughs> well what's her name wasn't so super when she was stuck to the fucking wood with a pitchfork in her in her neck <laughs> yeah she wasn't so super and that scene was great, by the way. The way the reveal of it, when, when he turns around and sees her hanging there, the music. That's something I like. The pitchfork in 3D, that part. That was, yeah, yeah, I like that. She was like, Loco. And he's like, Fox, I thought you were dead. I'm black, motherfucker. I ain't dead. <laughs> the fuck? Get me off this motherfucker. <laughs> Jason's like, I'm the only one that's supposed to be invincible. Yeah. Like, fuck you. How about when, after Chris nails him in the head with the axe, you get that. He turns around and reaches for her. He's coming at the camera awesome. and reaching for her. That is a actually it was my this past Friday the thirteenth, it was my um my cover photo on Facebook. Aww. That is an amazing scene. It looks I fantastic. I love it. The whole... like the, and then he goes, you know, with the arms out and shit. Oh he Yeah, I mean up. and so he's coming at her, but he's coming at the camera. Um, and it's just, it's really cool. I, I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. The whole final chase is, to me, is just fucking some of the best. Second best chase in Friday history. First it's, it's best. Close. Maybe first. It's, it's, they're neck and neck to me. They're, they're it amazing. Dave, just admit it's better than two. This is my favorite chase. I love the whole part in the cabin where they're going up, you know, they're running around upstairs. She, Stabs him with a knife. He pulls it out of his leg. He throws it oh. and hits, and it lands in the wall, like right by her head, which is cool. Then she goes mm. to try to climb out the window. I love that he grabs her by the jacket, and her little feet are kicking. And she looks so cute right there. I don't know what it is about that scene, but she looks so cute with, and it looks like her feet are so cute and tiny, and they're just kicking. And she's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> How about if I the fall hang? out of a second story window, then I'm doing that Family Guy fall thing where my arm is folded across my back. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty hardcore. How she just fucking wrapped a rope and just hung his ass like that's hardcore. The way he looked when he hung, I mean, it's it, it can't be a real person. It had to be a dummy, but it looked fucking incredible because of the intensity. No, it was a real person. <laughs> yeah, it was a dummy at the last second. It had to be a dummy. Yeah, because you couldn't do it to someone. Do you see how good that looks? It would. Don't you guys know what happened? Because they wouldn't let Ted White do it. Apparently, dude, it was Ted White. He didn't even know he existed yet. <laughs> I mean, Richard Brooker. <laughs> dude, check this out. Dude, Richard Brooker broke his neck and became paralyzed because of that. Right, yeah. just for the movie, he did. Yeah. They wouldn't let Brooker do it. That's why I assumed it was a dummy. Because look at that way he's hung. There's no way that's real. There's a huge flaw in this movie. I'm sure you've guys seen this before. In the hanging scene, a major flaw. You know I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, check it out. Ready? So, Chris puts the rope around him, pushes him off. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So the next scene you see is from the floor point of view, and Jason's coming down, and his feet are kicking, and it comes down to the camera, right? Yeah. Or maybe you forgot that? Well, here's the thing. The editor messed up, and for a second or two, you see that Jason's just sitting there, on the, just hanging there, as a prop is right about to let the rope go, and then he starts kicking, and then goes down, and it tugs and stops. Like, it's a real person. And they wanted him to kick his legs so that you see that. But all they did was put... Nobody hung anybody. They put a harness around your body, and the thing that's around his neck is fake. And it actually doesn't go all the way around his neck. It just looks the way, but it's tucked somewhere, you know? And so that is a real person. Well, the way his neck snapped always looked so convincingly real to me that I figured it couldn't be. Yeah, next time, or just tonight... Go back and watch it, and when she hangs them, just stare at the screen and don't blink. And you'll see when they cut to the angle of him and he's going to come down and and hang. Watch, he's just he's just sitting there waiting for them to do that. Well, it elevates this movie even more, as far as I'm concerned, because I thought that hanging was a dummy, and I always thought, you know, how does that look so real? And fucking Rick's head looks so fake. <laughs> how how how'd they pull this right. trick off? But that looked like a piece of shit. But that. That makes up for it because I think that when they show him with the legs kicking and then the ultimately with, you know, when he's hung, I think it's so fucking incredible. Is Jason well hung? <laughs> Ask Chris. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's so evil. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. I can't be alive. I can't be alive. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. I put that in my song, you know. I just had that quote. Yeah. Well, that's, I said, that's hold awesome. up, wait a minute. Can't be alive. Oh, not so fast. <laughs> um, I guess we'll get to the end now. What do you guys think? You know, I said it before. Jason's mom jumping out of the pond. Number one, makes zero sense because it's not Crystal Lake. <laughs> and two, why did she have a head? Her head was chopped off. And you could say, well, it was a dream. And it was obviously a hallucination. But it doesn't matter. Because Chris wouldn't have known anything about the mom to begin with at all to even picture the sweater or anything. And two, if you're making this movie, it's all about the filmmaker. As a filmmaker, if somebody said, Alex, we want Jason's mom jumping up out of the water, I'd be like, okay, so she's dead and all that? Yeah, but she'll just jump out of the water as like a ghost. I go, okay, cool. And I would would design something with no head on it. Now, why would a ghost not have a head, though? Do you, if you believe in ghosts, if my head gets cut off and I become a ghost in the afterlife, you think I'm headless because when I was alive, I got my head cut off? Okay, well, then what you do is you hire the real Pamela, uh, you hire Be- Betsy Palmer, and then you just have it like uh, like a two to something where it, she doesn't fully materialize on screen like they shoot it and overlay it, so that she comes cool. off like a ghost. I'll give you that. That would have been cool. Except I don't think Betsy Palmer would have done it. Exactly. No. So, if you're going to have a decayed, rotting, dead person, then you better match the fucking head being missing. Because now <laughs> you're you're acting like it's her dead body that just came up out of the water, uh, much like Jason in part one. That was supposed to be his drowned, dead body. Yeah, but, I mean, you made the point yourself when you said it, none of that really matters because Chris didn't know dick about that anyway. She didn't know who Jason was. She didn't know anything about his mother. She didn't, and I've actually had this conversation with someone before, and they're like, "Well, if she spent any time, oh, it was on the Facebook page. If she spent any time there, then she must have heard of Jason and his mother, 
So maybe that's how she knew. But she knew how he, she dressed? But she didn't – well, and that's the thing is just because she may have heard of Jason, she clearly didn't know who he was because she would have mentioned that to Rick when she was telling him the story of being attacked in the woods. She would have said, oh, Jason attacked me in the woods. You know, Jason Voorhees, you know him. We heard about him as kids. <laughs> so clearly she didn't know anything about that. Nope. And if she didn't know anything about that, why would she know anything about his mother? She wouldn't have known anything. Right, nothing. So if, but, but if you're gonna go with the sweater, lose the head is what I'm saying. Oh, I, yeah, I, but you know, come on, look at it this way. Now, I never that never bothered me. Never even crossed my mind. Dude, you're taking away the mythology of the whole fucking thing. Hold on, hold on. It never crossed my mind until I met you when you butted up uh, on Clad. And I was like, hmm, I go, that's interesting. But it, I, had, I had the same response. It never bothered me that that happened. But now, uh, here's what I think. That was just a nod to the fans because it was supposed, like I said earlier, it was supposed to be the end of the franchise. You should have nodded so much your head fell off. So, It was supposed to be the end of the franchise. It was just a nod. To, now think, when think she grabs her, her head actually just rolls off because it's, it's sliced. That would be cool. That could have been something. But then if it wasn't – if it, it, look at it this way. If she would have jumped out of the water without a head, no one would have known who the fuck it was. Oh, really? I think that's exactly how we'd know. Who knew Who knew who she was? You think that we recognized her because of the head? Well, I mean it does It does do a decent job. Of, you know what it looks like? It looks more like the head in, in part two in the fridge than it looks like any other head. Uh, in, what? In, in it never looked. Like it looks it. more like the head on the mantle of the of the shrine or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine too. I'll, I'll say that. But that was a little more shriveled up. This one had a little more life to it, except for the worms in its face. I know. It just uh, seems. I can't believe you don't agree. That's crazy. Well, here, here's what it is. Well, hold on now. If if you think that makes no sense, then you're talking about a series where if Jason jumped out at the end of the fucking lake in part one, how did he survive? He should be a ghost in fucking part two. Right. So why should this be any different? I mean, if you're willing to accept... Because you just don't keep making mistakes. No, but I'm saying you're willing to accept what happened between part one and part two, but you're not willing to accept what oh, transpired here. Jason it's just, and the lake in part one was a was an, her imagination. That didn't well, happen. Well, then who pulled her under? She Nobody? fell. She panicked and fell out of the canoe. Okay, so even if that did happen... <laughs> Then oh, you're going to try to believe that part two was what it was, that he survived out in the woods. He didn't really drown as a child. And fucking all those years he survived on his own and he never bumped into his mother again or went back home and lived. And then and then went to yeah. Alice's house and did all this fucking shit. You're willing to forgive that, but you're not willing to forgive a, the head on the woman. No, I'm not. You know, you know what I'm okay. wondering? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Pamela is supernatural too, just like Jason. And the only reason that she died was because she got decapitated. I don't know. Oh, like Michael Myers? <laughs> right. Well, maybe, yeah, and maybe, like, she passed the gene to Jason, and that's how, like, he regenerates himself and stuff, because she could do the same thing. Yeah, then he became a worm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> not get there. No, I, I understand why you have a problem with it, Alex. I do. I, and, and if someone says that, I, I, I understand that. I'm not ignorant. I, I do get it, what, what what the issue is. But it just it's just never bothered me. But you're not going to get worked up over it, right? No, okay. it just never bothered me. It is, it's a nod to the fucking fans of the series. Because they were going to close the series out. Why not do that? And I think if she would have come up without a head, I think it would have... Awesome. Dude, my fucking picture is iconic. It would have been... 
I think it just would have confused more people than no. anything. No. Okay, let's all take a vote. Who thinks it would have confused people? Uh, Jamie, would it have confused you if, if she popped out of there with no head and a blue sweater? Well, no, I, don't, I would have known who Three it was. But okay, Mike, would you be confused? Well, you would have known who it was, but the average fucking guy... Who's on part three, right? That may or may not. I don't know. I. And you're wait. You're looking. You're literally looking at her head at the beginning of part three. If you're not familiar with this series, you're not going to know who she is, head or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so if you're just average guy watching this, watching only this, you're not going to have any clue who the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, she so could be holding a sign, and you wouldn't know who she was. Check it out. You're it like, makes Pamela no Voorhees. sense. Well, she does actually doesn't even have the name Pamela yet, but I mean, like, Mrs. Voorhees. Who the fuck is that? It, it makes no sense that she came out of the water to begin with because she didn't die in the fucking water. With Jason, it makes sense. With her coming out of the water at the end, that Zero makes sense. no sense. It so makes as no long sense as that makes no because sense. Chris didn't know who the fuck she was and she that didn't know anything so about it. So that wouldn't have that it, it the whole thing doesn't make any sense. It was an add-on that failed. It was a failed add-on. Nothing about it makes sense, but you may as well leave a head on. That's I all. think, honestly, the alternate ending where it shows where she, the dream sequence, rather than her mother, com- his mother coming out of the water, the dream sequence oh. is him chopping off Chris's head and then her waking up in the police car. That makes much more sense. Now, why didn't they go with that one? No, the other dream sequence they, was they wanted to do a nod to the original. They wanted to it was another way to compound the the similarities between one and three. But that was a nod, because when you cut Mrs. Voorhees' head off, now you're cutting Chris's head off. Well, that's no, a fucking that's true. Nod. You're right, that is a nod. But they decided they wanted to do it this way, I guess. I don't know. Oh, the the dumber, nonsensical nod. That makes more sense. You can't have two dream sequences one after well, I would. Why not just not have it be a dream sequence and just really decapitate her and just end the movie on a I'd down note? I'd be fine note. with that too. But I yes. think that, and and to be honest, that's what they would do probably today. It'd be awesome. But in the eighties, people weren't that nihilistic. True. Well, then let's let's. That's just the way it was. You're right. I want to go back to the eighties and make it happen and just well, be like, here, people deal with it. Yeah, right. Make them deal with it. You yeah. can't beat the first dream sequence though when she wakes up. And fucking, she's the bloody-headed fucking uh, of Jason in that window looking at her, making that noise and running out. That's is scary as fuck to me. No, and yeah. and it, I think it is too. Oh my I god! I can't watch it even, to this day. Because everyone, I mean, you're like, is is that for real? You know, I mean, because <laughs> he just fucking came back after you thought he was dead at the end of part two. So it's highly believable that he could be coming after her at that point and the way he grabs around the frame Hmm. that freaks me out like when he's grabbing around the frame of the window and then he comes bursting out the door i think that's really scary yeah when he kicks the the screen door open it's so i I still don't watch it i've never seen that part in its entirety mike it's the first thing i ever saw and it's why i'm here now because it fucking blew my mind because it's so scary (laughs) and amazing i've i've never seen it in its entirety when 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 i know that that he's like at the frame and he's like (sighs) and he's like I, I I look away, and then when I hear the door break, then I know it's safe to look back again. <laughs> oh, That's wow. cute. <laughs> That's funny. And it's so believable because everything that he already survived, the hanging and everything else, and the fact that there's blood on his face, it would have been from the ex that she gave him. So that's what that's why it's a great trick because it's like oh, at sure. least they they thought there. They didn't do like with, with Jason's mother's head. They they didn't they, they put some thought into it and said, hey, let's put blood on the face because if there's no blood on the face, <laughs> it won't make any sense. Then imagine that we'd be going fucking crazy bitching about it. But so so Chris pretty much loses her marbles and that's the end. I mean she she literally cracked. She just cracked. She was already high strung, 
because he chased her and kept fumbling, fucking falling all over the place, and <laughs> then she woke up in her bed, <laughs> you know, after that whole bizarre encounter, and then, you know, she was already high strung, so she goes there, all her friends are dead, and uh, she couldn't handle it and cracks. So that's the end of the movie, and she's she's nuts. I love that too. I love, and there I go, ding. I <laughs> I'm crazy about how she pulls off crazy. Yeah, she was good. And yeah. you know, she's <laughs> yeah, it's great. It is great. She very good performance by her. Absolutely. And I like how she looks out the back window when they're driving away. Like you would think that she doesn't want to see it anymore, but no, she's convinced. She wants to make sure he's not coming after her because they yeah. should have believe he's dead. Yep. She's like, holy fuck, he's coming, he's coming. Oh, my so, gosh. So, uh, let's hand out... I mean, she's out- not Marilyn Burns, but she's pretty fucking close. <laughs> right, no, right. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, that's all. That's all I can say. So, so this was the third installment of the 12 Days of Friday the 13th series on HorrorBid.com. This is the Skeleton Crew at Rabbit and Blue Radio. And uh, it, just, it really doesn't make any sense. Uh, this is Rabbit and Blue Radio with the Skeleton Crew. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm Alex, Michael J, and Dan Chase. And we'll see you tomorrow for my other favorite, Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. I'll take that now. Is this your rubber?